You're listening to Martian Gardens, episode 1102. My name is Max Shea, and I'll be with you for the next three hours of avant-garde and esoteric music. And we'll start with Kate Soper and Sam Pluta and the understanding of all things from a new release from New Focus Recordings. And then from Joseph Klein, we'll hear from the CDCM Computer Music Series, Volume 39, the very last in that great volume of computer music from uh, Centaur Records, released in 2012. And these two have something in common. Both have text by my favorite, one of my favorite writers, Franz Kafka. Starting with Kate Soper from uh, Smith College and Sam Pluta, uh, her collaborator here from the University of, of Chicago. Uh, the Understanding of All Things is the titular piece from their uh, New Focus Recordings uh, release, uh, new since, well, uh, last month. And uh, this is for voice and fixed media with Kate Soper providing the voice and uh, live electronics by Sam Pluta and uh, text by, Frank, by Franz Kafka concerning a philosopher who likes to go where children are playing and knock over their spinning tops, um, which in keeping with uh, Kafka, uh, starts off creepy and uh, ends up desperate, as you'll hear. And then there are the uh, two parables from Franz Kafka, from Joseph Klein. We'll hear The Bridge and the Vulture, and uh, this is music from the University of North Texas Center for Experimental Music and Intermedia. And it's finishing off uh, the... Uh, CDCM computer music series uh, where it started with uh, Larry Austin who was also a professor at the uh, University of North Texas and, uh, uh, and inaugurated the, the whole series through over a period of about 25 years starting in the late 80s and uh, finishing uh, shortly before his death in, in with the 39th volume in 2012. Uh, this is for a narrator mixed choir and computer music with the narrator uh, Jeffrey Snyder and uh, soloists Heidi Dietrich Klein and uh, Patrick Grange, Jonathan Greer, Henry Gibbons, conducted by Joseph Klein. And this was composed in 2006. Joseph Klein, uh, The Two Parables of Franz Kafka. And we start with Kate Soper and Sam Pluta the understanding of all things from their new release on New Focus Recordings. I'm Max Shea. This is Martian Gardens, episode 1102. The Martian Gardens blog is martiangardens.blog. <laughs> was a philosopher who we're ch -ch 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 -ch. 
And whenever he with a spinning he as soon as the began to the philosopher though the children shrieked he paid no as long as he managed to catch the tail but only for that moment. Then, then, he would fling it down and do small things, such as a spinning top, sufficient for the understanding of. Inefficient to him to stop complex the smallest only on the top. Whenever a top was ready to be spun, he hoped that this time he would chasing after it, his hope would turn to certainty. The dumb wooden thing in his hand. He felt disgusting. All at once, and he staggered. There was a philosopher where children played. And whenever he saw a child with a spinning he would lie and wait. As the top began to the philosopher would pounce. The children shh and shield their toy. He paid no attention. As long as he managed to catch the top while it still spun, he was happy. But only for, for that moment. And then he would fling it down and walk away. The understanding of any small, such as a spinning top, was sufficient for the understanding of. It seemed therefore 
inefficient to study complex problems. Once the smallest detail is truly are all things known. only on the top. And whenever a top was ready to be spun, he hoped that this time he would succeed. And while he was breathlessly chasing after it, his hope would turn to certainty. But as soon as he held the thing in his hand, he felt disgusted. And all at once, the howling of the children burst into his ears. And he staggered like a like a duck under a clumsy stain. Once there was a philosopher who hung about where children played. And whenever he saw a child with a spinning top, as soon as the top began to spin, the philosopher would pounce. Though the children shrieked and tried to shield their children, he paid no attention. As long as he managed to catch the top while it still spun, he was happy. But only for that moment. And then he would fling it down and walk away. It was his belief that the understanding of any small thing, such as a spinning top, was sufficient for the understanding of all things. It seemed, therefore, inefficient to him to study complex problems. Once the smallest detail is truly known, are all things known? I was stiff and cold. I was a bridge. 
I lay over a ravine. My toes on one side, my fingers clutching the other. I had clamped myself fast to the crumbling clay. The tails of my coat fluttered at my sides. Far below brawled the icy trout stream. No tourist strayed to this impassable height. The bridge was not yet traced on any map. So I lay and waited. I could only wait. Without falling, no bridge once spanned can cease to be a bridge. toward evening one day. Was it the first? Was it the thousandth? I cannot tell. My thoughts were always in confusion and perpetually moving in a circle. Thank you.
it was toward evening in summer. The roar of the stream had grown deeper when I heard the sound of a human step. To me, to me. Straighten yourself, Bridge. Make ready railless beams to hold up the passenger entrusted to you. If his steps are uncertain, steady them unobtrusively. But if he stumbles, show what you are made of, and like a mountain god, hurl him across to land. came. He tapped me with the iron point of his stick. Then he lifted my coattails and put them in order upon me. He plunged the point of his stick into my bushy hair and let it lie there for a long time. Forgetting me, no doubt, while he wildly gazed around him. But then, I was just following him in thought over mountain and valley. He jumped with both feet on the middle of my body. I shuddered with wild pain, not knowing what was happening. Who was it? A child? A dream? A wayfarer? A suicide? A tempter? A destroyer? And I turned around so as to see him. A bridge to turn around. I had not yet turned quite around when I already began to fall. was torn and transpierced by the sharp rocks, which had always gazed up at me so peacefully from the rushing water. Vulture was hacking at my feet. 
It had already torn my boots and stockings to shreds. Now it was hacking at the feet themselves. Again and again it struck at them, then circled several times restlessly round me, then returned to continue its work. A gentleman passed by, looked on for a while, then asked me, Why do you suffer the vulture? I'm helpless, I said. When it came and began to attack me, I of course tried to drive it away, even to strangle it. But these animals are very strong. It was about to spring at my face, but I preferred to sacrifice my feet. Now they are almost torn to bits. Fancy letting yourself be tortured like this. One shot and that's the end of the vulture. Really? And you would do that? With pleasure. I've only got to go home and get my gun. Could you wait another half hour? I'm not sure about that, said I, and stood for a moment rigid with pain. Do try it in any case, please. Very well. I'll be as quick as I can. During this conversation, the vulture had been calmly listening, letting its eye rove between me and the gentleman. Now I realized that it had understood everything. It took wing, leaned far back to gain impetus, and then, like a javelin thrower, thrust its beak through my mouth, deep into me. to feel him drowning irretrievably in my blood, which was filling every depth, flooding every shore.
Music with text from Franz Kafka. We heard first Kate Soper in Sam Pluta, The Understanding of All Things, and then Joseph Klein, Two Parables of Franz Kafka. I'm Max Shea. This is Martian Gardens, episode 1102, hour number one. Really, Kate Soper and Sam Pluta, that was uh, uh, performed at Sweeney Concert Hall in Northampton. That's Northampton, Mass., for you outside New England. Uh, August, in the in August of 2021, and uh, that was composed in uh, 2013 and uh, revised in 2015. Kate Soper from uh, Smith College and Sam Pluta from the University of Chicago, The Understanding of All Things. And uh, that's from New Focus Recordings, released in uh, last uh, uh, March in 2022. Uh, Joseph Klein from the University of North Texas uh, gave us two parables of Franz Kafka, The Bridge and the Vulture. And that comes from the uh, CDCM, uh, that's the Consortium to Distribute Computer Music, which was started uh, by uh, University of North Texas uh, Professor Larry Austin in the late 80s. The CDCM Computer Music Series, Volume 39, its uh, 39th and final volume, uh, came out in 2012 as music from the University of North Texas Center for Experimental Music and Intermedia. Uh, and that was uh, uh, music for narrator, mixed choir, and computer music, all conducted by Joseph Klein. That's a 2006 composition. And we'll continue right off with vocal music from John Cage. We'll hear the first half of his Hymn and Variations. This is a 1979 composition performed here by the vocal group Ars Nova on Choral Works, uh, volume 1, John Cage edition 18 from Mode Records, released in 1998. And uh, I noticed when I pulled this one from my archive, I noticed that I've neglected the hymns and variations, mostly because of its length. It runs a half hour, so in, in interest of time, I divided it just in, in half, and we'll hear the second half uh, next week. John Cage, Hymn and Variations, and as the notes say, for Hymn and Variations, uh, Cage used the harmonic, now this is a, the harmonic subtraction technique. Unfortunately, I'm too fuzzy on the concept to uh, summarize it in a sentence, so I'll just uh, leave it as there. Uh, he, uh, Cage uses the uh, harmonic su- subtraction technique on two hymns by William Billings, Old North and Heath. And uh, the same process was repeated five times um, each on each hymn for ten variations. And Cage used his chance operations techniques to ensure that each version would be unique. Um, and so that's what we'll hear next. John Cage, Hymn and Variations, running about... Uh, 14 and a half minutes. Mm-hmm. 
That's John Cage and him in variations, the first half of a half-hour-long piece composed in 1979 on, uh, based on uh, William Billings' uh, hymns, which two of which were Old North and Heath. Those were two Will William Billings' early American composer from the colonial period, and uh, uh, John Cage made variations of those two hymns, hence hymn and variations. Uh, Choral Works 1 is the release, Cage Edition 18 on Mode Records, released in 1998, and that was for 12 amplified voices, performed by the vocal group Arzanova, and uh, recorded in uh, at uh, Westkirchen in Copenhagen, uh, March of 1997. Well, we'll wind down the hour, the final 15 minutes. We'll hear from Juraj Kosh, a uh, Slovakian composer, um, now on the faculty of the uh, well, Slovakian American and on the faculty of uh, the University of Miami Frost School of Music. We'll hear his piece, Where You Are, from uh, the release Imagine from 2021 on Numa Records. And uh, this piece is uh, for uh, five reed instruments performed by the uh, reed quintet Splinter Reeds. And uh, reeds also play into the theme of this composition, Where You Are, which the composer says he was inspired by uh, 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 Prokofiev and Peter and the Wolf in uh, in which the instruments become the characters themselves and in uh, he has an environmental theme here uh, uh, Jarash Kosh about uh, the uh, Everglades uh, suffering under in, under ecological strains and uh, so he wrote this reed piece uh, as a He's trying to rescue the quote-unquote hurting reeds of the uh, of the swamps of Florida, namely the Everglades. And uh, so for uh, this piece, the splinter reeds are oboe by Kyle Brookman, B-flat clarinet by uh, Bill Kalinkos, a bass clarinet by J uh, Jeff Anderl, Alto saxophone by David Wegenhupt, a bassoon by and a bassoon by Dana Jensen, with uh, Jure Koch narrating his composition, and uh, this was recorded at the Frost School, uh, in, and composed in 2019. Juraj Koch from Numa Records. This is where you are. Gardener is where you are, where you are, where you are. Your gardener is your gardener is where you are, where you are, where you are. Your gardener is where you are, 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 your gardener is where you are
your gardener is where you are. 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 Where you are. of emerald reeds, a hungry alligator opened its mouth and yawned loudly. The nearby flock of birds paused and wondered what it could be. Seeing only the movement of the reeds, they figured that it must be the reeds themselves speaking. The alligator yawned again this time even louder. It certainly must be the reeds crying, the birds concluded. The reeds are calling for help. We need to find it. We need to find the gardener. soared to the sky and set out for a journey, flying over the creeks and islands, inlets and bays. They looked and looked. In the water, they spotted a pair of frogs, a green frog and a toad. <laughs> descended and asked. Dear friends, have you seen the gardener? The reeds are calling for help. There is surely something wrong with them. The toad, glistening in the afternoon sun, floating on the bubbly surface, croaked. We don't know where to find the gardener. But wait, said the green frog to the toad. Didn't Gloria the possum mention that she was moving to a garden? Surely there must be a gardener there. Both frogs looked at the birds 
and cheerfully exclaimed, We, we must, must find Gloria! So the birds and frogs headed for the shore. <laughs> swam, and as they were approaching the land, they saw Clotilde, the raccoon, hugging a mangrove tree. Where are you all rushing, folks? The birds and frogs sat down together on a thin branch and told Clotilde all about the herding greeds and their mission to find Gloria and the gardener. Clotilde listened and twitched. Ah, you found the right one, the right one, the right one. I saw Gloria recently. She told me where she was heading. Surely there must be a gardener and we must go there at once. Clotilde led the group hopping and skipping towards the garden. At the gate, there were seven cats stretched lazing in the afternoon shade. Oh, we're never going to pass this gate. The cats are going to chase us away, tweeted the birds. Blackie, a long-haired male, opened his eyes and glanced at the approaching company. Where are you heading, fellows? Clotilde the raccoon spoke with courage for all. We are looking for Gloria, the possum. We have to talk to her. The green reeds may cease to be unless she helps us. Have you seen her, sir? The rest of the cats, Little Little, Kirichka, Dorinda, Bernie, Tubby, and Taxidolu approached curiously, sat and listened. She lives here. Gloria's our friend. Come in. Couldn't wait to tell them, Kirichka. Brown Teddy Little Little sighed. Oh, but how do we enter the second gate? Remember that kitten, the queen, and guardian of the land must approve all visitors. That's right, said Dr. Suzuki, a spotted tom emerging leisurely. Everybody needs to be respected. Let us pass the gate. The company entered. Dr. Suzuki led the group around the Moroccan fountain stepping up to the front porch, marching around the house to a small patio. And there was Kitten, the queen, a small gray tabby behind the glass kitchen door, scanning the bunch with piercing green eyes.
quipped Clotilde, and the frogs laughed quietly. <laughs> what happened to her? Asked the birds. Don't be fooled by appearances. She is mighty. She watches us and the world inside and outside. She protects us fiercely. Explained Dr. Suzuki. They all quietly bowed to the queen and proceeded through the second gate to the garden. The palms swinging their green crowns high in the air, large red hibiscus, petal-layered desert roses, buoyan bougainvilleas, oversized tillancias and spotted bromeliads gently greeted the company. The procession suddenly emerged in an orchid forest, hanging plants, hugging the travelers' hats with their succulent roots. There, in the corner, was Gloria, the possum sniffing around. What are you doing here? Yelled with surprise and excitement, seeing her friend Clotilde. are hurting and they need help. And the birds and the frogs and the raccoon descended to retell the story of the sounding reeds. Out of a sudden, something moved in the hedge and everybody fell silent. The birds jumped into the air and screamed. It's an alligator! It's an alligator! Everybody froze. A very long alligator moved out from the bushes to the grass, looking for a spot in the full sun. The alligator opened its mouth and yawned. And the alligator yawned again and again. That's the sound we heard in the reeds. Cheer up the birds. What? shouted the rest jointly. Clotilde began laughing, then Gloria laughed, the cats laughed, and began dancing, and the frogs danced, and the birds danced too. Even the alligator could not help but dance. I saw the scene many times, except instead of the alligator, it was the nearby statue of Salome with her seven veils of luminosity 
moving her hips with grace to the rhythms of the far, far away reefs, sustaining a constant pulse, humming in whispers. Your gardener is where you are. Your gardener is where you are. Where you You're listening to Martian Gardens. This is episode 1102, hour number two. And we'll start this hour with music from LeJaron Hiller. And LeJaron Hiller uh, was not only a composer of the kind of conventional uh, music that we'll hear uh, in his number two sonata for violin and piano, uh, but we'll also hear a little bit of his... uh, computer music. Uh, He founded the computer music uh, laboratory at the the University of Buffalo, uh, I think back in the uh, in the 60s or 70s. And uh, um, he was also a teacher uh, that uh, David Rosenboom had at the University of Illinois, uh, Urbana-Champaign. Um, and we'll hear David Rosenboom, of, who is now of the Dean of the, the uh, California Institute of the Arts, um, the music uh, school. Uh, and we'll hear him uh, after we hear two selections from LeJaron Hiller. The first will be Sonata Number no. 2 for violin and piano, which is in uh, uh, three movements, Allegro, uh, Larghetto and Allegro Molto Vivaci, and this comes from uh, Sonatas of the Jaron Hiller, released in 2018 on New World Records, and this was recorded um, at the American Academy of Arts and Letters in uh, June of 2017, 
1955 composition from LeGeron Hiller, violin by Conrad Harris, and piano by Joseph Kubera. Uh, from LeGeron Hiller, we'll hear again a short piece from his computer cantata from 1963. We'll hear strophe four and epilogue uh, to strophe four. And this features the soprano, soprano Helen Hamm. Uh, and that was recorded at the University of Illinois. Uh, the uh, University of Illinois Contemporary Chamber Players, conducted by Jack McKenzie. And again, the, we'll, this will uh, follow uh, David Rosenboom on Being Invisible, uh, Part 1. More about that in the break after these two. From LeGeron Hiller, the first being by far the longer one running about 16 minutes and the shorter one being uh, a little over three minutes. First, LeGeron Hiller, Sonata Number no. 2 for violin and piano, uh, performed by violinist Conrad Harris and pianist Joseph Kubera. This is Martian Gardens, episode 1102, hour number two. The Martian Gardens blog is martiangardens.blog for complete playlists and uh, link to uh, our um, podcast.
We've been listening to music by LeJaron Hiller over the past 20 minutes. This is Martian Gardens, episode 1102, hour number two. I'm Max Shea. Well, LeJaron Hiller actually started his career as a chemist. He did study music at Princeton, and uh, in spite of studying with uh, luminaries such as Roger Sessions and Milton Babbitt, he uh, took his degree in chemistry and worked as an organic chemist or a, a industrial chemist for uh, several years before becoming disenchanting and disenchanted with chemistry and returning to music and becoming a quite a success in his uh, career uh, and he founding uh, uh, studios at the uh, University of uh, Illinois, as well as the University of Buffalo, are uh, and uh, and, uh, and uh, as you heard with the first one, which was a uh, sonata number two for violin and piano. Uh, that's from the Sonatas release on New World Records from 2018. That was a violin by Conrad Harris and a piano by Joseph Kubera. And uh, you could hear he's got uh, uh, quite a flair for this kind of uh, chamber music, uh, very uh, elegant and uh, concise and uh, beautiful. And uh, then we heard just a little something from his computer cantata. We heard strophe four and epilogue to strophe four. Uh, Lejaren Hiller becoming uh, very interested in comp applying computers to music starting really in the in the late 50s and this was a 1963 composition performed here by the University of Illinois Contemporary Chamber Players conducted by Jack McKenzie that was a soprano uh, Helen Ham you heard in there well his student David Rosenboom one of many of his students uh, went on to uh, become a uh, uh, dean of the music school at Cal Arts and produced some of uh, the most exciting music in the 20th century, uh, despite being virtually unknown to the general public. Uh, uh, David Rosenboom, uh, one of his uh, schemes was to create music with the human nervous system, and he has, and he was. This is what he was doing in in the mid 70s. Uh, and one of the uh, pieces he used, he he completed in this manner, is called on, "On Being Invisible," which is split into two parts, amounting to a total of about forty-five minutes. When we'll hear uh, part one, this is from "Invisible Gold," the name of uh, the release on Pogus Productions, released in the year two thousand. And again, this is live electronic music involving extended musical interface with the human nervous system. Now, how does that work? I will not attempt to summarize it myself because it is rather abstruse. And uh, in lieu of that, I've linked to a PDF of all about uh, David Rosenboom's uh, nervous system music uh, on the Martian Gardens blog, martiangardens.blog, and that's under uh, David Rosenboom's entry in hour number two. Um, the paper itself is not that, is, is, I have not uh, 
completed it. Um, it's it's rather uh, arcane itself, but it'll give you an idea of what he's he's up to. And uh, the performance was uh, by David Rosenboom. That's his nervous system. Uh, with the assistance uh, of uh, William Stevens, Larry Polanski, and Jacqueline Humbert. This was recorded at the Music Gallery in Toronto, February 12, 1977. This was uh, composed uh, with uh, uh, computers, uh, with uh, software uh, design by David Rosenboom and completed in 77 and uh, performed on February 12th that year. David Rosen, this runs about, again, about 24 minutes. David Rosenboom, uh, Nervous System Music. This is called On Being Invisible, Part 1. Uh-huh. 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 U
David Rosenboom from Cal Arts. That's called On Being Invisible, Part 1. And that's from Invisible Gold, a release on Pogus Productions from the year 2000. And uh, that's music generated by the human nervous system. You could ask, isn't all music generated by the human nervous system? Yes, but mostly through somatic activity being uh, intervening. Here it is uh, generated by a, a, an interface with uh, computer programs and, uh, and sensors to uh, directly interface with the human nervous system without the body being involved, all spontaneous from thought. And uh, that was recorded uh, uh, by David Rosenboom, who was uh, the nervous system. Music recorded at the uh, Music Gallery of Toronto, February 12th, 1977. David Rosenboom, On Being Invisible, Part 1. Well, it looks like I haven't the time to do what I wanted to do at the end of the set for uh, the last ten minutes. So... What we'll hear instead, we'll put off the um, musical bow uh, uh, music for next week. And uh, what we'll hear instead is from a new release on uh, the Pan Pro- from the Pan Project on uh, Numa Records. Actually, not that new, from uh, 2021. This is an ensemble for a variety of East Asian instruments, uh, the Pan Project. And what we'll hear is called The Bell Rings Deep Blue. This is Martian Gardens, episode 1102, hour number two. The Martian Gardens blog is martiangardens.blog.
I'm Max Shea. You're listening to Martian Gardens, episode 1102, hour number three. And we're starting off with electroacoustic music, first from the Belgian composer Annette van de Gorn, and then the uh, Chilean composer Jorge Arriagada. From Annette van de Gorn, we'll hear from her haikus, uh, uh, and that was released. Uh, the entire series of haikus that she wrote was in, released on Emprunts Digital in 2020, and uh, they're mainly lined up in a cycle, each cycle representing a season. And what we'll hear is called Printem, or Spring, and it's in three parts Gidu Azu, Bird Games, Gidu Water Games and GD Enfant, children's games. And this is uh, 16 channels of fixed media, music realized at the uh, Metamorphose d'Orfe studio of uh, music and research in Ohain, Belgium. And uh, this was premiered uh, in Brussels on October 25th, 2020. And following this, the prolific film composer from Chile, uh, Jorge, uh, let's say Jorge Arigata, who is known for uh, best known for his work with the uh, Chilean uh, director Raúl Ruiz, who's uh, passed away. Uh, this is a, a nineteen. Uh, I just don't. I just don't have very much information on this uh, electroacoustic piece, which is called Indio, or Indian. And uh, this is electroacoustic music realized at the uh, Groupe de Musique Electroacoustique de Bourges um, in uh, France around uh, 1972 or so. Jorge Arigata Indio, and that runs 13 minutes. This one, uh, the three movements of Annette van de Gorn's haiku Printemp runs about seven minutes, so we've got there. 20 minutes set here. Annette Van de Gorn starting off. This is called Printem. You're listening to Martian Gardens, episode 1102, hour number three. Thank you. 
This is Martian Gardens, episode 1102, hour number three. I'm Max Shea. We just heard music from Jorge Arriagada, a Chilean composer, mostly known uh, for his uh, film music, scores for uh, the late uh, Raul Ruiz, even more so. And uh, I have very little information on this piece, which is called Indio, as I have the release from IMEB called La Saison, a compilation of music from that institute in four CDs. Uh, the notes were all in French, and I've also become separated from them over the years, so I just don't have the, the information on this obscure piece by a well-known composer from Chile, Jorge Arriagada. That was called Indio. And uh, we started with Annette Van de Gorn and uh, the spring selection for Seasons of Haikus called Printemp. And that was in itself in three parts. Jeda uh, Wiseau, uh, Bird Games, Jeda Dio, Water Games, and Jeda Enfant, uh, Children's Games. A music from the electroacoustic music from the Belgian composer Annette Van de Gorn, released in 2020 on Empreinte Digital, a release called Haikus. We'll continue with the music from Open Space, the Open Space magazine, and uh, we'll hear from Craig Pepples and from Steve Mackey. Uh, from Craig Pepples, we'll hear works from. Uh, Open Space 47, uh, which included uh, works by Sasha Pellegrini, Craig Pepples, uh, Alish Friedel, and David Hicks. Uh, David Hicks, not very well known, but very well known within the uh, community of composers and the, the family of, of open space composers. Uh, he passed away recently, and uh, the, the latest... Uh, Release from Open Space will uh, is a dedication to him. These were also dedicated to him, but while he was still alive, uh, dedicated to him by Craig Pepples. Uh, the composition Watercolors is in four sections, which are uh, divided by a piece by ben Benjamin Boritz on the second disc of the uh, of, of Open Space Forty Seven. We'll hear the uh, second two. Uh, from Watercolors, for David Hicks, we'll hear Frogs and Geode. This is for piano and electronics with the pianist Julia Shu. Music recorded at the Sonorium in Tokyo in February of 2019. And we'll follow this with an older release from Open Space from 1993, going way back. Open Space number four. And uh, this features music by uh, J.K. Randall and Steve Mackey. What we'll hear is from uh, a portion of Steve Mackey's composition, A Matter of Life and Death. The first selection, there are a few, so it's divided up into a couple of selections on uh, Open Space 4. And uh, what we'll hear is piano and amplified piano performed by uh, Elizabeth De Felice. And this is a 1987 composition from Princeton composer Stephen Mackey. 
a matter of life and death, which will follow this uh, uh, eight minutes of music from Craig Pepples, a uh, composer residing in, uh, in, in uh, Hong Kong, I believe. Um, and uh, this is, again, called From Watercolors. We'll hear the second two parts, Frogs and Geode. And again, this is from Open Space 47, from the Open Space magazine. This is Martian Gardens, episode 1102, hour number three.
Stephen Mackey from Princeton. That was a matter of life and death. And uh, that's from Open Space 4, including the music of uh, J.K. Randall and Stephen Mackey, released by the Open Space magazine in 1993. Piano and Amplified Piano by uh, Elizabeth DeFelice. And that's a 1987 composition. And you could tell from the amplification that Stephen Mackey is a big fan of uh, electric guitar. And we've got, uh, well, perhaps we'll hear some of Mackey's electric guitar work in uh, the coming weeks. Uh, we started with Craig Pepples, uh, who is a, a retired business executive and a composer living in Hong Kong for the past uh, 35 years. Uh, he was a student at Yale and um, he did study music there. And, and uh, uh, among his teachers was uh, David Hicks, who passed away recently. Uh, he uses uh, Pepples... It uses a lot of David Hicks's uh, software in his compositions. So uh, this was dedicated to David Hicks. Uh, and there's some more music de dedicated to David Hicks coming out on the new uh, uh, Open Space, which I haven't gotten yet. Uh, and that was uh, two selections from Watercolors, a piece in four parts. We heard Frogs and uh, Geode, and that was uh, music recorded in Tokyo with the pianist Julia Shu. Well, we've got to wind down. We'll hear music uh, from George Crumb next, a longtime a friend of Martian Gardens who uh, passed away last February. Uh, friend in a musical sense. I didn't know him in person. Um, what we'll hear is from uh, 2021 release, uh, the Complete Crumb Edition, Volume 20, Metamorphoses, Books 1 and 2, released on Bridge Records. And uh, this we'll hear selections from Book 2, uh, 10 Fantasy Pieces After Celebrated Paintings uh, for Amplified Piano. Uh, and uh, that's, uh, we'll hear three paintings, as it were. Uh, we'll hear first From the Far Away, Nearby, from Georgia O'Keeffe, Easter from Mark Chagall, very appropriate for this week, and of course the Starry Night, Van Gogh, and uh, this is music uh, piano by um, performed by Mark Antonio Baroni, and recorded at uh, Lang Concert Hall at Swarthmore College in June of 2021. George Crumb, music from Metamorphoses. Book two, three paintings. This is Martian Gardens, episode, uh, let's see, episode 1102, uh, concluding. I'm Max Shade. The Martian Gardens blog is martiangardens.blog.
Thank you. 